Hey, howdy, hi, it's me, Zombie Brian. Welcome back to the Zombie Shorts Podcast. Today I want to talk about a movie that somehow managed to keep me in the dark until the very end. I'm talking about Monstrous, starring Christina Ricci and newcomer Santino Bernard. Let me give you a key so you can unpack some. Thank you. You need any help? Oh, no, thank you. I don't have much. Okay. Uh, if you need anything, just let me know. You've got the number. I do, Mr. Langtree. Thank you. So right off the bat, let me get this out of the way. I liked it. Very much, actually. The unique camera work and the visuals were uh, were used in a way that just worked for me, you know? Like, the, the story is surprisingly something I've seen before, but, you know, like I said, the way it was done in this movie made it feel refreshing, right? Kind of felt like, a, like an adult goosebump story, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, it was a real hard-hitting, thought-provoking movie the whole way through, like, until the very end, which, with the amount of shit I've seen... I'm actually shocked that this movie kept me guessing until the end. Like, I followed the clues and the metaphors, which I'm really good at, okay? I pride myself on that shit, right? But even still, I didn't see the ending coming. And in my book, my very stern book, if your movie can blind me for that long, it's okay with me. But this new one is the greatest ever. It uses a new system of spotless cleansing, two detergent washes, and a few drops of the special wedding agent squirted automatically into The story goes as follows. A woman named Laura takes her kid, named Cody, uh, and moves to a house in a new town somewhere far away from her abusive ex-husband. He continuously calls the house, she just lets the phone ring, and then suddenly, out of fucking nowhere, there seems to be a monster living in the lake and coming into the house at night trying to take her kid away. Uh, what? <laughs> Now, obviously, that sounds like a pretty generic plot, besides the, you know, random sea monster, but there is way more under the surface to unpack, and that's where I had the most fun trying to figure out what the hell was going on the entire time. This this movie gave me a very strong, like, Stepford Wives vibe, you know? You could tell something was off, something was very wrong with all the characters' behavior, but it was it was just subtle enough to wave it in front of your face and for you to accept it. I should also mention that, uh, it's kind of important, it takes place in the 50s. So it has this whole 1950s aesthetic housewife thing going on, and it's just beautiful. Because the 50s is my favorite decade. I love the fi- Which, I, I realize, like, in real life, the 50s were not a great time for, you know, certain people, whatever. But, like, I'm just talking about, you know, like... High school kids hanging out in malt shops, drinking milkshakes and, you know, kicking the jukebox and greasers combing their hair like that. That's that's the world that I want to live in, not the outside world. What was actually going on? That's more fucked up. But anyway, what you drawn? The pretty lady. What pretty lady? From the pond. I thought you said it was a monster in the pond. I thought there was a monster in the pond. But then she came to my room and talked to me. Now I understand. This movie had my thoughts going all over the place, right? At one point I thought it might have something to do with H.P. Lovecraft. Sad to say it it didn't. Uh, I also thought there might be a time loop situation happening. That was the theory I went with for for a while. Because there there was a theme of repetition. Like, I'm sure you've seen some movies that try to replicate that mundane day-to-day feeling by showing a character in several situations doing, you know, whatever they're doing and then 
repeat that lineup throughout the movie. Uh, that was happening here, but it wouldn't always line up. You know what I mean? Let me explain. So, like, uh, Laura would have uh, the radio playing, and then you'd hear a commercial for dish soap. And then in another scene, that commercial would be on the TV for some reason. Um, at that point, I was still trying to feel out the movie, so I thought that was like a like a massive metaphor for consumerism. I <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and then and like at other times, uh, she'd be at her job typing away whatever she was typing. I'm gonna be completely honest; I didn't quite figure out what her job title was, but that's not really part of the story, so it doesn't matter. Uh, then she'd be at school picking Cody up and noticing his odd behavior with all the other kids. Just just a lot of little repeating things that felt more like a time loop than a boring existence, you know what I mean? But the repetition was inconsistent, if that makes sense. That's why I say that's why that's why I'm saying it kept me thinking and guessing the whole time because I truly could not put my finger on what the fuck was going on. And then of course, you have the monster itself or herself, the pretty lady as Cody calls her. In terms of creativity, the look of the monster is you know, quite unique, uh, but nothing no, nothing's going to stand out. This movie will not be remembered if it is at all for the monster, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and if you're looking for like a like an explanation as to who she is or what her story is, luckily, you do get it eventually, not until the end, but it, at least it's there. I, there's there's no loose ends. I hate when movies that very clearly should be explained don't explain anything. That's so fucking annoying. Anyway, the acting was what sold the whole Stepford Wives vibe. Like, everyone seemed normal at first, but then no one, not not a single fucking character, ended up staying normal. I think Christina Ricci uh, did a fantastic job, like always. I'm <clears throat> I literally went into this movie blind. All I knew was Christina Ricci was in it. She's literally one of my top five favorite actresses, and every single time I see her in a movie, it's always a winner. And, you know, I'm happy to report that this movie is no different. <laughs> and then there's the newcomer, uh, Santino Bernard, who was <sighs> unfortunately nothing special. Uh, but then again, knowing the outcome of the movie and of his character, uh, the bland, monotonous way that he played it makes total sense, actually. And everyone else played their parts uh, very well. You know, they blended in the background and became part of the movie, which essentially is, you know, kind of what you want to have happen with your movie. That That's how good storytelling is done. And then in terms of effects and stuff, this movie has uh, a different agenda when it comes to visuals. The color palette was very important to really sell the 1950s aesthetic. But weirdly enough, it also had a very glossy filter at times that really felt like the 80s or 90s weird. And then perhaps the most brilliant thing about the movie were the very, very subtle clues it left with the inconsistencies of the time period. To put that more plainly, there were certain times where I noticed things out of place, like backpacks. There were no backpacks in the 50s. And then the mention of CPR and paramedics, again, weren't a thing in the 50s. That was the movie's way of trying to help you figure out the plot twist that, honestly, I should have seen coming, okay? And and you know what? 
fuck it. I, I'm not going to spoil it. Go watch this movie for yourself and see if you can figure it out before I did, which was literally at the end of the movie. Or maybe there's a company manual on how to get rid of a monster. And I'm not talking about my ex-husband or my entire overwhelming situation. No, I am talking about an actual monster who comes into my house in the middle of the night and tries to drag my son out and drown him in a pond out back. Overall, this was a very entertaining experience. I, I really enjoyed this movie. And, and contrary to popular belief, uh, even if Christina Ricci wasn't in it, I still would have enjoyed it just the same. So suck on that, bitch. Sorry, that was really aggressive. Uh, it's a mind bender, right? If you're into having your brain poked and prodded, then this is the movie for you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad tale about the struggle of loss and grief, but masked with a watery ghost story in a forgotten time period synonymous with simple happiness. <laughs> wow, that was extremely poetic. Anyway, I give it an 8 out of 10. Anyway, that's it for now. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with it this time. I'm, I'm going to continuously can just keep up with the reviews. That's the goal at this point. Okay. My outros, I'm still working on that. I don't know where the fuck to end these things, but eventually I'll figure that out. But as of right now, what's most important is that I'm going to continuously make more reviews. So look forward to that. And, uh, God, how do I end this fucking thing? I'm <laughs> sorry.